everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mission Daily. This is your host, Stephanie Postles, and I'm joined by my co-host, Albert Chow. What's up? What up? So I'm excited. What do you do, baby? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my new intro. Okay. So <laughs> we got off on such a tangent in the last episode. We started getting way off into investing and all this, but then it was a good reminder that like, that's actually a great skill of like what we just did in that last episode. So for anyone who hasn't checked it out, go back to the previous episodes to hear like how Albert and I were working through like our creativity and who's creative and what and how we learn. And we went off on a tangent, but the tangent was actually great. And here we are now to bring some new tips into how we actually learn and how we stay creative. Um, so first, Albert, I want to actually ask you, like, what else do you do? We already covered reading in the last episode. We covered like how we kind of go into these wormholes and explore different topics and like how we think about investing but like what else do you do when it comes to keeping your mind active um trying to be creative in different ways so i'll change it a little bit and then i i i think that it's important to keep your mind clear uh i actually think that a lot of times people have if your brain is always occupied with something that let's say is stressful Mm -hmm. you probably i don't know if it is optimized to work the best that it can. And so for myself, and this has come up and I've read, you know, our producer, Lacey, she found some articles to talk about, hey, there's a lot of different ways to promote adult neurogenesis by making Mm -hmm. simple changes in daily lifestyles, things that can be done. And I'm reading now, but biologically you could get a better night's sleep. I'd love to say I'd do that. I'm not good at that. Um, Exposure to sunlight. I'm very good at that. I like being outside. Everyone should be outside. Consuming the right fats, especially omega-3s. I eat a lot of bad fats, so there you go. Fail on me. (laughs) Definitely eat some ice cream. Uh, Temporary fasting. I don't like being hungry at all. So I. (laughs) So to me, this biological one, this reminds me actually of everything the Huberman podcast goes through. Like this is his big tip. I listen to that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like if you want to be healthy, these are literally his tips. It'd be funny if the article was like pulled it from him, but he's like talking about yeah, good sleep key like that's like number one key is like getting good sleep and knowing what that means for your body like some people need seven hours some people need nine everyone's a bit different sunlight like you're supposed to do it within the first half an hour i think of waking up you're supposed to get sunlight in your eyes or like getting some vitamin d very quickly to get into your circadian rhythm and all that so yeah these. yeah i've heard people say you should mm-hmm. sleep with no mm-hmm. um covers on your yep. windows so that like you are tied into the the rhythm of the sun yeah well I want the blinds that come up automatically because I'm like, I think you it's supposed to be a black room at night, like super dark, but then you also want to get up when the sun comes up and you can't if it's, you're in a dark room. So I want that. I'm not abundant <laughs> like that yet, but I'll have it soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things biologically that, to keep your body like working well and functioning at its peak to then even be able to get into that creative mindset. Like you actually have to have your body functioning well. Yeah. And so for me, like when I think about where we were as when I say people, I'm talking about like how the evolution of humanity, societies, like we were under constant threat, threat of, let's call it threat of life. Yeah. You know, at one point humans, they didn't really know like, were they going to be able to have a sound night's sleep? And then, you know, I re- fully recognize in many countries around the world today, having a great night's sleep, knowing that you're going to be able to wake up and not be threatened is mm-hmm. still not available to everybody. But for because we live in this inoculated world of 
everything ready, door dashing, uh, you know, food on the go, no threats to our lives. We've become like just mushy, you know, <laughs> like we're just as society, we've just gotten mushy. You know, mm. we, we eat processed food. We love ice cream. I love ice cream. I mean, come you on. Do. You, you, can you like clear out my freezer every time. It's like, I put it in there just for you. And I'm like, damn, there's a whole carton. <laughs> so the things I think about it for maintaining that mental clarity is like, I, for me, I force myself to go to things that are challenging. So, mm-hmm. and I actually enjoy it. So for me, I'm not different from many other people. Like I really like CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I like the community aspect of it. It's one of the very few ways I can socially interact with people. Um, I like the fact that you're given a hard challenge. I like the fact that you're, you can clearly see your progress and your ability to like, you know, if someone's winning a little bit over you, you're like, push yourself a little harder. I know for myself, a lot of people say, oh, you should work out at home. Why do you pay for that? But there's something about the camaraderie mm-hmm. and that, that I think is good. And so like, I think that it was probably listed among them, but like, you know, they checks off a few things. You can be outside. You're going to do something highly stressful. Um, and then it's a little bit rewarding because, of course, you can track your progress. So for me, I like doing hard things like that. Like I signed up for 5Ks. I sign mm-hmm. up for um, different challenges, yep. including the Krispy Kreme challenge, Stephanie. And next time in February, you can come up here and do that. Oh, my gosh. Do you eat donuts so you after a run? Torture and gluttony. Ugh. Yeah. I it's like- run two and a half miles out, eat a dozen donuts, run two and a half miles Hell back. No. No, and you, you have to get it done in under an hour. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would literally There's so much- be on the side of the road like, help, heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I like that camaraderie style, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not the only one. Obviously, Spartan, Tough Mudder, all of these like yep. events are very, very popular. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's that's my vibe too. Like doing a Tough Mudder, how you feel with you and your team afterwards. Because it's not like it's that hard. Like there's definitely some hard moments. Yeah. But especially if you're choosing like the 5K, like I'm choosing. But it's definitely that camaraderie where you're like, damn, how good do we feel that we'd all did that together, helped each other. We did get a workout in. We got really messy and like you kind of feel like a kid while also pushing your body and you're outside. So yeah, there's ways to mix in the play, the fun, the challenges and knowing that like overall and like community, community is a huge thing. Like whenever I look around at people who aren't doing well, a lot of times they're the ones who don't have like a community in any shape or form to like lean into and do stuff with. So if you can mix them all together. That's true. A lot of a lot of people don't have. I would say this was a. I mean, this is a fact. It is much harder to make friends when you're an adult mm-hmm. uh, than it is when you know. Obviously, you're in school or something like that. And so, forcing yourself in a group a group of people with a common interests is a good way to do things. I know that you go and join mm-hmm. many many groups. I join fewer groups, but yeah. Um, I know you like you do a huge variety of different things. Oh, what yeah. else do you do? Yeah, I mean, I especially well, one. I think you do have to pick a correct area based off your interests. And so like when I, like if I think about the Bay Area, there was a lot of groups out there, but I felt like it was kind of hard to find an actual community for me. (laughs) Even it's like I worked at Google for many years and I had like one good friend who came out of that. And so I feel like it also depends on the area where if I don't want to be a part of that culture there, or I was like, maybe I'm just not as aggressive about startup culture. It was hard Mm -hmm. to find my people and everyone felt like they were competing. So I had to actually find somewhere that felt like it could be a community that was also diverse. That was like important to me where I'm like, I don't want to be around a bunch of like tech founders, Y Combinator type people. Like that's fine here and there, but like I want inspiration from many different industries. And so when I came to Austin, that was why I came here because of the diversity of thought was what I was looking for. And so when I started looking at different groups to get in, I mean, there are literally 
all over the place because everything is here. You've got like my definitely natural crunchy moms groups type thing that I can be involved in <laughs> that are like super helpful when your kid's sick. I've got the like startup entrepreneur groups. I've got these real estate groups. I mean, all my friends, many of them are coaches. And so like learning about their industry. And so I have coaches, these- like- Personal like pers- coaches yeah, or like sports life- coaches? No, not sports coaches. Like life coaches, executive coaches, like that kind of coaching industry. And it's so different than what I'm used to. It's like it introduces me to a bunch of different concepts that um, are very helpful. I mean, there's also communities here that do just, I mean, so many different things. Like I can't even go through all the communities I'm in, but like you can find anything here. And that's what I was looking for. So I do think location can be important depending on what your interests are. Whereas if you're like, I really just want to be outside all day. I just want to be hiking probably Boulder or like somewhere in Colorado. Like you go there and that's their vibe. Like you will literally be doing all the things outside (laughs) and that's just like their culture. So I think the starting point's really important for sure. So we would recommend somebody, if you don't have a circle or a group that you can, that you can lean on to think differently from work, right? Mm-hmm. So that's our concept is work yeah. is, has these problems. You want to go somewhere where people are solving a different problem and not even solving a different problem, just like just typically, yeah, yeah, talking different, talking about different things. Yep. But what's interesting about a lot of these groups is they usually have an agenda. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's not like a hardcore agenda oh, yeah. where it's like, oh, we fail, we're going to die. It's like, you know, Tough mutter is we want to cross the line. CrossFit mm-hmm. is you're going to cross this, you're going to finish this workout. Jiu-Jitsu is you're going to learn this, you know, you're going to roll and learn a skill. Um, whatever it is, you're typically saying like, hey, there's like an end goal. But mm-hmm. I think that the when your mind starts going towards somewhere else and then everyone has the same agenda, like, you know, even if you're at a cooking class, Hey, we're going to learn how to bake this thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a good way to separate yourself from work. I, I do believe in that. I think a lot of us do not separate ourselves from work. And what's interesting is, so I'm in a different place because my kids are a little older. You're, you're going to be there mm-hmm. is like how into your kids sports you'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I have my, my kid plays, he's at a higher level playing travel hockey, but it's, it's pretty fascinating like how into it, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, my, my wife's like that too. Like we are yeah. into it. Like my wife, like researches like U14 national hockey teams, like, oh cause gosh. they were like this, my, <laughs> she'll like be reading about it, <laughs> but it's good to have it's it's just good to have a different target. I yep. think that is a key point of thinking differently. Um, most most recently, I was I was watching uh, my daughter. She does gymnastics, or she thinks she likes gymnastics, and she's really tall for her age and long. And I'm just like, oh man, I just don't like this sport. I don't like. I've but one of my friends is a doctor and told me about like the number one person he sees is gymnasts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's bad. I don't want my daughter in down this path at all. By the way, if you guys see athlete a, you'll be the one among, it'll enrage you. If you go watch athlete a, it's about Larry Nasser, uh-huh. the doctor for the USA gym, gym. Oh yeah. Uh, team, I don't need to be enraged. Who was, yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like how many people were saying that this guy's touching these girls, yeah. but like no one did anything about yeah. it. Disturbing. That's but that's tangent. also like a but, certain kind of parent too. I don't know. I feel like. Yeah. As a parent, you're also like your agenda's yeah. off. Like you're pushing your daughter so hard to be uh, an Olympian that yeah. you're willing to. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. He's just helping you. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, that can't be your thought process. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, you know, thinking of like different ways to, for her to explore tumbling in a safer mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And that's how I stumbled upon diving. So okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm see if she likes diving. Yeah. She loves it. So, but always this, like, I guess a different goal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Work is work, but life is life. And it's like, if you're 
if you don't give yourself a place to have a different goal, it's really hard to think that your brain's going to evolve differently. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So the one thing I want to talk about when it comes to rapid brain evolution is something that's a bit more contrarian. And I know I was a little hesitant to bring it up on this, but it's something that I think is very profound and has the ability to change your brain very quickly is psychedelics. And it's something we've never talked about on the show. It's something that, you know, who the hell knows what people are going to think when they even hear that. But from what I've seen is like people talk about meditation and manifesting and doing all these things with your brain. Whereas I see psychedelics being a way to rapidly bring you to a spot and experience that thing, whatever it may be, really, 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 really quickly. Like I would explain it as like 10 years of therapy in four hours. And so I think that's something that has an ability to impact people in a very different way when it comes to, I mean, so many things like how to think about business problems. Um, I think it can be really helpful how to think about relationships and family and being a present parent. And like, it has so many abilities, I think, to heal people, um, heal depression. I mean, all the studies are coming out now. So now I don't sound as crazy as maybe two years ago, if I would have said this, but like you see the Harvard's and MAPS programs and people coming out saying like, hey, this is being shown to like help depression, get people off drugs, like help with addiction. And that's something for me when it comes to thinking creatively, I actually think could have the biggest impact when used in a very professional, ceremonial like way that has intention behind it. That to me is like something I want to stress. Um, it has to have some kind of intention behind it to create a creative setting to be able to get your brain working differently. But from what I've seen, it's like it really can create different ways of thinking and allow your brain to explore different avenues at a rapid pace. Uh, pace and yeah, just really thinking differently. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I wanted to put that out there because I do think it's something that could have a big impact on people when used, yeah, intentionally. So I'm neither for nor, I'm not against, I'm not against. So like, uh, I'll state my position very clearly. I think all drugs should be legalized. Mm -hmm. And I have a different reason for that, but yeah. I think all drugs should be re legalized. What I also know about psychedelics is that it's been around for a long time. It's it's like you're talking about ancient tribes, whether mm -hmm. it's ayahuasca, San Pedro, peyote. Mm -hmm. they, these things have been in use from different tribes across the world for different reasons for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is naive of anyone in modern medicine or living today to just write off a methodology mm -hmm. without trying to learn it more. I think that is... That, that is that is a very closed-minded approach to a problem, mm -hmm. right? Because how can you be open to chemical, like we're currently, I'm, I don't know if, you know, we are currently, meaning we, society, big pharma, you can call it whatever, we people continuously make drugs, concoctions to control the mind, mm -hmm. right? That's what Adderall is. Yeah. That's what ADHD medication is. These, these, so we're, we're already doing this. Yeah. Right. So I think it's silly to think that, okay, so we are, because we, you're saying you've already recognized that one side is beneficial to society and the other side is not benefit. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So that's my position on it. Now, personally, I've never done it. I've personally never used it for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I've only used it for recreationally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> you know also, I mean? you know, hey, everyone yeah, has to start somewhere. A bunch of, <laughs> I sprinkled a bunch of mushrooms on some Little Caesars pizza in college oh and I God. had a great time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've only Which, done recreationally. My brother, meanwhile, he did it with me and he thought he was seeing goblins and he thought the car yeah. was um, in a tree and he was very, you know, yeah. nerve wracked by it. We didn't do acid, but we did do uh, mushrooms. And yeah. no, like people are like, well, what kind of mushroom did you? I don't know. The, what, whatever heck. <laughs> when you're 17, me. you don't know. I found it on a yeah. log. <laughs> I, be, I bought it from a dude that I didn't even know his last name. Oh he had a pager. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's but <laughs> what, what so many people start with that experience. I mean, not me. I was literally like, didn't do anything apparently until I was older. And it was more like, okay, you do this in ceremony. But you hear of so many people who had a starting point that were like that of like, I did it in a field when I was 16. And like, I drank yeah. some tea and I'm like, I mean, wow, I understand why I wouldn't go back to it if that was the way I started. <laughs> that sounds kind of terrifying. Like you don't know where it's going to go. So it is something that I think I'm not against people doing it recreationally. I'm not against most things. Like I think everyone can start somewhere and figure it out. But I do think if you do it in a setting or you have some kind of intention with how to work with it and you learn how to work with it, it really can be very mind expanding and lets you see things from a different angle. And I mean, this has happened like when I was getting divorced and people be like, why aren't you so angry? And it's like, man, I was seeing this bigger picture of what was at play here and why people were acting the way they were. And like, I just wasn't in it. I wasn't feeling as like a victim as maybe I could have, I could have slipped into that trap really easily. I could have gone into a very dark place and never came out of it and just been like that sad single mom, like on the struggle bus. And because yeah. I had this bigger picture, which I don't even think I told you about this back then, but like I got this bigger viewpoint from that and looking in and being like, oh, okay, there's other dynamics here that I don't fully understand, but it's hard for me to be that angry because this other these other things are happening that I was kind of shown. And so that's just one example. I mean, same thing with mission stuff. Like when I've had issues with that and I was like, how do we get out of this? And you might've seen a level of confidence where you're like, Steph, I do not get why you are confident in saving this company. It's like, I just had things shown to me, maybe from myself, who knows? I don't know where they're coming from, but like there was just a different way of looking at it that I now know how to tap into. And that's the important thing is when you see these things, when you are in these ceremonies, when you are accessing these different viewpoints, the biggest thing is figuring out how to integrate them back into your actual life and not just having that experience there and being like, okay, I'm done with that. It's like bringing that back into your day-to-day -day life to change habits, to actually implement. And so that's, I think, the interesting place now when it comes to psychedelics, when everyone's like becoming big proponents of it and you see it everywhere, it's like, yes, and you need to learn how to bring what you learn back into this 3D world. Because even if you're operating what they might call this 5D place and you see all these big profound things, it's like, and we still got to play this game here. And so how do you bring those learnings and lessons back to this 3D space? And so that's what yeah, I'm like, bullish about. Yeah. I mean, the the reality is I would strong, if I were, if there was like a docket or something in front of me and, and I could vote, I would vote to explore more natural remedies mm -hmm. of everything. Yeah, And I firmly, that's from my experience with medicine and just to kind of let the audience know like for myself like i don't even casually drink i don't not not and it's not because i'm against it i just in general i don't really alter i don't really drink alcohol smoke like smoke i, I don't do any of that stuff and it's i'm not a purist i just don't mm -hmm. um i don't have a reason other than i don't um and i'm not against it either mm -hmm. because i have and i would the big thing i always think about is we live in a world where a large majority of people are unhappy. Yeah. Large majority. 
I, I, I firmly believe that when I walk at a target or a Walmart to pick up some goods for my kids and I look at people's faces and see their physical states, I just cannot think that they're happy. Mm-hmm. When I hear about people nervous about the layoffs, nervous about what's happening in the economy, and I, I can feel those stressors and I get it. Like when you don't have enough financial income mm-hmm. or you haven't don't have enough savings, like you're under a supreme amount of stress. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also fully cognizant that there are people in the world way less fortunate than us in North America, right? We, I've, I've been involved with helping people. And when I say help, involved, very loosely involved, basically mm-hmm. helping run a company that can fund evacuation of tr- interpreters in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I understand that their worlds are completely different from ours. So by large, most people, there's a lot of unhappy people. So like to think that we're going to just close off the possibility of clarity of thought, mm-hmm. clarity of mind, spiritual happiness. We're just going to close that off. Yeah. It's nonsensical to me. Yeah. Yet at the same time, invest untold sums of money into mind altering drugs like Zoloft, Prozac. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that makes no sense. We're already doing like we're already doing it. Like we, we should. If you're saying you're willing to explore pill A, pharmaceutical pill A, then you might want to explore mushroom B. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's nonsensical that some people have written off Mm -hmm. one category versus openly accept the other. Like, that makes no sense to me. So that's kind of my position on it. I think we are now in a different time because, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to consider all options? Because people have gotten as far as they can with what we have today. And it's obviously not working because people are pretty unhappy if you like look at surveys like they're not doing that well and it's like we've yeah, done everything a lot we can. Of unhappy people for sure yeah so why not choose the new ideas and the moonshots and i think now we're actually at a pivotal time because what's we, crazy these aren't moonshots well they're these not even, in existence. Yeah, they've been around for a long time yeah why they would be considered moonshots is because of this whole war on drugs campaign that literally ruined the branding of this stuff right when it was about to take off and but i think that generation now it's like they're kind of phasing out. And I grew up being like, that's stupid. Just, We're on butt. Phasing? She means just dying. <laughs> they're she phasing dying. out to a different uh, dimension. <laughs> Wherever they're headed, I know it's for the better. And there's a new wave coming in who is open to new ideas and being like, okay, I watched my parents grow up in a certain way. And maybe this could have actually helped them. And there's a lot of people who grow up believing nothing now. And what if this is the click to make people see something in a different way? And that's kind of what happened to me. Like I was very much believing in almost nothing. And all of a sudden, this was something that kind of woke me up to being like, okay, I believe in something bigger. I don't know what it is and I don't have to explain it, but I know there's something bigger and I've seen it and experienced it. So like, what if this generation I just think is more open to that, where it's like, it's been pretty closed off for decades now. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'd love, I'd, I, I think it would be extremely beneficial for society for people to, in general, have more clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's creativity or what, what unlocks progress, but progress to me is like doing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I want people to be doing things that they're more interested in because I'm a firm believer in that, that you cannot get good at something you're not doing. So like people are like, oh, I really want to write a book. Are you writing? No. Okay, well that's, you don't actually want to write a book then, you just think you do, <laughs> right? But I, I want people, I think society would be better off if more people were doing things and, uh, not being so self-loathing. So if that's the key, that's that's certainly, I would say, welcome. Even though I personally don't 
feel like I need. I probably would. I mean, I don't know. If you had mushrooms right there on the street, really accessible to I me, mean, would I just on grab the street? A couple, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! How about the grocery store? Like, okay, I'm grab like, some like M and M's. I just want to help guide you on whatever journey you go down, Albert. That you don't just be like, yo, you got something on the street? I'll take it. <laughs> That's not where we're gonna start with you, buddy. You are old enough to know better. <laughs> yeah, no, I've. Yeah, I've not been I've not been in the the party environment since uh you know I was 23 20 you know probably 23 24 years old so yeah it hasn't been readily put on my plate you know I don't think I've done it since then but Wow. Yeah, it would probably be better for me if I yeah, you're right. It would be better for me if it was in a controlled environment. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I think that's a great place to start. By the way, there's a lot of poisonous mushrooms too, so just yeah, don't don't, just don't do what I did, which yeah. is eat random things because you could die. Like Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a great Fungus point. is very lethal, or can be, okay? So everyone out there, don't go outside and think that just because you got one in your yard, you can just grab that. That's bad news. Yep, facts, facts. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And also send an email to laceyadmission.org if you have any thoughts, concerns, comments. Send that girl an email. She's just waiting to hear from you. And we might just mention you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Till next time. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.